let's let's talk a little bit about Rainbow's End, your newest uh, film. The um, the premise on this is it, it just goes so deep. It's 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 layered in. Um, I think every emotion a human being can have. I mean, especially when it comes to children or or children that aren't aren't being the best children you think they can be. And then, you know, for what reasons? And I thought it was creative that you never saw the child. You hear him at the end, but you never saw him. And I just thought that was super creative. I, I, I liked that aspect of it. Well, there, there, there's a certain kind of, how can I put this? It's almost like Jaws where you don't really see the shark until you really absolutely have to. And yet all the dialogue, all the focus is on this child, which really makes it such a pivotal character. I know that they didn't even have to cast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Pivotal character that they don't have to pay to play. Exactly. But tell me a little bit about your character. Matt, uh, I I play the, the associate of the character that Janelle plays and um she's like her best friend. She's there for her throughout the years and sees the struggle and advises her to live her life. And it's a, I call it the, the best friend character. (laughs) You offer insight and advice, a perspective to this character that she doesn't have. Yeah. I kind of do that everywhere, actually. (laughs) Seems, seems seems my lot in life. (laughs) You have an amazing cast in, in this as well. Such great actresses and um, it, and Ed it, was in there. I, this was that was the second movie Ed and I were in, or maybe there was one before that. I don't think so. And, yeah, Ed, and, and when it comes to Ed Asner, most people think of him as a comedic actor, but he started, you know, doing westerns and drama early on. He, he he's out of the stage uh, in in New York. He's kind of done everything, you know. The the thing is, when you when you make it big and become well known for a particular part. Everybody sort of assumes that's that's who you are, mm. which is of course silly. But um, I, I I don't I mean I did a lot of drama in my career, but I have to say I I do prefer comedy much better. It's just more fun and it's tougher. It's it's not easy to be funny, you know, well, to be really funny. Well, there are certain rhythms to comedy that you don't know if anything landed until the movie opens. I mean, stage comedy you get that audience reaction right away. But in film, it takes sometimes years before you know if the if you, if you hit it. If yeah. you hit it, uh, do you have a favorite comedy? The one that well, I have many comedies that I love. The favorite one I ever got to do was Fatal Instinct with Carl Reiner, and that was a super fun time. And I and I felt I got to um, do things that I oh god, I still don't know how this. I have a new computer and I'm always trying to figure it. It has all these things that anyhow, I digress. Don't worry. Um, yeah. Fatal instinct. I, I felt like I had a chance to be really funny in that. And I felt um, I had great support in Carl Reiner and I had great actors around me. And Carl was, it was, was a magnificent, crazy genius. And uh, just about everything he did was um, from his heart, you know, cause he loved to laugh. He was very authentic. That was something about Carl that I wish more people had the courage to sort of bring about because he being around an authentic person is, is it gives you confidence. You know, you're not having to wonder what's happening or what, 
people are thinking with with Carl you always had really clear direction and really a kind point of view you didn't think he was playing you you know he's just a really nice guy yeah and most people that have worked with him say he's he wasn't manipulative at all he was just a great you know he understood the actor and and he got the most out of every actor he ever worked with and he starts out well with the right material i mean i don't think it would be as easy to be great when you're you know dragging along a script you don't care about you know like he 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 picked material that he thought he could win with and um yeah and he was disappointed that the film's fatal instinct didn't do better but he couldn't control when you release it and how it's promoted and all of that kind of stuff did, did you ever in your career want to step behind the camera and direct and produce well Someone was asking me about that recently, too, and um, I, I, I guess the best answer to that is it, it, it would have been nice to have that skill set, but you have to really want it. You know, you, you, I mean, Sandra Bullock's a great producer or, you know, Eva Longoria or various people because they have that energy for it, but there's a part of me that just um, doesn't. You know, just because I mean, it, it takes too much work and it's, you know, you, you, to be really good at it, you have to kind of be consumed by it. And I just, yeah, that I'm too busy living a personal life to do that. And I suppose, I think everyone that I've worked with tends to often say, you should direct, you should produce because I'm, always behind the scenes going, whoa, 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 wait, wait, you know, let's think about this for a second. You know, like we have how much time to do this? We want to do this. Let's put this over here and let's, let's get the most for our bang for our buck here. Let's not, let's not, you know, miss the most feasible way to do this. You know, let's, let's cook. So I, and they're like, huh? So I, I do get asked, I, I do have people that call me a lot for for advice and i am a good person for that um but the idea of of working that hard Mm. no i don't think so it's it's too much work and if i felt passionate about something like i i would i would produce this play that i've read that i wanted to do and i and i and i took it around to people in london and i almost got it produced and then the COVID happened last March. We were going to go to London to do this play that I found. I found the director. I found the money for it. We were going to go to London. And, and then COVID happened and just scuttled the whole thing. And that I can work hard for. You know, like it's easy to work hard for things that you feel enthusiastic about. But if, if you lack enthusiasm for a particular project, mm. why do it? You know, I can help other people. <laughs> but it's not on my shoulders. You know, I don't, I don't want it to be on my shoulders. Do you think nowadays though, I mean, in this, in this current life that we have, women are being more and more groomed for, you know, directing and producing uh, than in the, not only groomed they're they, they've got a stronghold already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing because back in the day it was Penny Marshall, Nora Ephron, you know, people like that. And both of whom I knew I, I, I did a movie with Penny and, 
and I did a movie with Nora, although I was cut from that movie. I did a movie with Nora, um, Woody Allen, I think it's Crimes and Misdemeanors, mm. and I got cut from it. And Woody sent me a letter saying, it wasn't you, I was trying something and, you know, didn't work. And I was like, okay. And then he put me in another movie with, uh, called Alice, where I didn't get cut. So mm. that was good. No, Nora was in there. <laughs> we were having lunch and Nora was like, wah, 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 you know, like complaining about the fact that there weren't any women directors. And she did she did go on to, you know, fight through that. But you, you have to be a fighter, yeah. you know, and I'm not I'm not really that kind of a, I know people think I am, you know, when they don't know me, but I'm more I'm more of a lover than a fighter. Well, I, you ha- you have kind of that. You know, when you when you're on camera, people believe the the character that you play, and not who you really are, and so that again is misleading. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we could talk about you know Rachel and and the iconic thing, but you know, when I look at your career, I just love you in, um, you know, how girls get the blues and and things like that because it's such oh, a, goodness, remember that and, and what a cast you had. I mean, that was just an amazing cast. Crispin was fun. What a strange guy he was. And yeah. Uma, I like Uma very much too. I like Kristen too. Crispin, he he kind of got he got scuttled his career. He pissed off Spielberg. Who who did he piss off? I thought he pissed off. Didn't he piss off Spielberg? I think he did. Or Back I to the Future. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And and you don't piss. I mean, I've pissed off Stephen, and you just don't piss off Stephen because he's he's a uh, resentful. You know, he's 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 got a vengeance uh, problem. There's an ego. I mean, I think who who, Bill Hurt, Bill Hurt, after he won the Oscar for the 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 spider lady one, which one was that? Uh, The Curse of the Spider Woman. That's right. And he won. Yeah, the kiss. And he won that and Spielberg wanted him to do Jurassic Park and he didn't want to do it and apparently paid quite a price for turning him down you know in the sense that word travels fast so mm-hmm. in, in circles of hollywood but i'm sure that's happened to you with you turning down certain roles or certain roles being offered that weren't quite legitimate i don't think that's happened that much in my career my i my career was um troubled by telling uh by sexual harassment and not putting up with it, you know, basically when someone said, you know, the me too movement came out, I was like, I invented the me too movement. What are you talking about? Like, I, you know, I was there. Well, I mean, I guess Betty Davis in a way, you know, but there have been people all along who paid a price when they didn't, you know, behave as they were expected to. Well, because again, you know, it's, it was, it was really this weird kind of boys club back in the day but not but you know what now it's a girls club yeah. i mean the, the the problem is is that you think you're gonna you know women are not gonna take the club out of it you know yeah. it's just gonna become their club yeah. and that's the problem is it's it's like government and politics and you know everything else it's like power corrupts it just you know the, the, the wipe the whole system out and everybody's going to be just fine you know because most people when you leave them alone, they're, 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 they're fine. You know, they're just fine. It's when you reach in and try to control their life. I mean, I don't know whose idea it was to shut down all the businesses, mm. 
across the country because of a pandemic, it, the choice should have been left. Hey, you can take the risk and keep your business open, but there's a pandemic going on. Most people would have said, I'll take the risk because I want to keep my business open, you know, yeah. but they weren't given a choice. So, you know, that gets very tiresome for a population over we, a long period of time. We seem to live in a knee jerk society. Yeah. Where well, you know, something happens and we right? just react. <laughs> Half of the society is yeah. knee-jerk. <laughs> True. Every yeah. so often, I, I my knees jerk and I have no control over it. I want to mention just a couple of things. No Way Out is just a, still an amazing movie. I I I love that film, and I think you were you and Kevin Costner made such a it was such a charismatic um, pairing. It did well at the time. Yeah, I I I enjoyed that film. It sort of I like. The only other movie that I think I liked as much that had that good chemistry was um, Silver Linings Playbook. I love the the relationship between Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. I just think it's fabulous. You know, it's very engaging. Magnetic. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just see, oh, okay. And, and uh, the fact that she wants to do this dancing thing and they have, <laughs> she's got this little studio. She's, I, I thought it was very cute. I like that film a lot. You're you're a busy busy actress though. I mean, uh, you you really Fairly haven't busy. stalled at all. Not really, no. But I also I don't. I enjoy being the character rather than the lead. Mm. At the time, I enjoyed being the lead. It's not that. It's a it's a great job if you can get it. You know, it really is. Um, but everything's always on your shoulders when you go from start to finish. Three months, you're there every day, every day, every day, every day, and it and it. They're very long hours and, you know, big commitment. And I'm a good soldier in the field. I, I take care of the people that I'm working with. I make sure we understand each other. I love those relationships, um, but I love more my freedom. I have to say, yeah. I do. I, I, I'll do some show and then I'll, I'm only working, you know, how many weeks or a couple of days or here or, or whatever, but I, I mostly have my freedom and I just, I love it. You know, I, I love, I, I love not having that kind of um, responsibility all the time. Well, when you're not being America's favorite actress, I mean, what do you do for hobbies? You cook? Do you, do you? I'm a tap dancer. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I, I, and it's been a dreadful year because the classes shut down in New York. Mm. I mean, I was going to class in New York you know, regularly. I lived on 47th and 10th and I would go down to the gym. I would go over to the dance class. I'd go up to the DGA screening room because I'm in the DGA also. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was fabulous. And then we had all these restaurants that we could go to. And one of my absolute favorite things is going to restaurants. It's just the funnest, greatest thing. And you can go to a new one or you can go to it. I know. Yeah. I love them. Love restaurants, especially in New York. I know. And, 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 oh, it was so sad. I used to go to this restaurant on 52nd street. I think it was called Mont Blanc 52. And yes, I, I know that restaurant. I know. Well, she closed it and it was so sad. She, she took early retirement. I know. And, and a Russian couple who did the same thing, they had this vodka bar on, I don't know, near Times square. Yeah. And they shut down, you know, they, they had their businesses stolen from them. That's how yeah, I look it, at it. It's just, just an awful thing. I heard the whiskey uh, uh, club closed and 
the Russian Tea Room closed up. Yeah, as, I know, and it's so it's it's so depressing, you know, because my view is it's just my view. Uh, you have to ask permission. You can't tell me I have to shut my business down. You have to ask, you have to ask my permission. Yeah. You know, and that's that didn't happen. That didn't happen all under the guise of Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't I don't take anything away from the fact that there was a a, a virus, you know. I'm I'm sure that's true. I'm sure people suffered. I'm mm-hmm. you know, but to destroy everyone's business as a result of that. I just, I don't think that was very fair. What's funny, I mean, I know this is sort of moving into a political conversation, but (laughs) I I, I really don't think that um, people are all all that uneducated. I think everybody's kind of aware of, you know, the, the problems, but they don't feel like they have any means to really solve them. You know, and if and if you have government reaching into your back pocket that way, you know, I mean, there's got to be a lot of people whose businesses had to close that are pretty upset. Well, where I live, yeah, we we have a lot of people that were our favorite restaurants and they were just mom and pop places and just wonderful food that like Maria's like Mont Blanc 52. I, lo- I know. And I love that place. It was so different from other places and so many. Well, so I went through New York today because I went by where I used to live and they had all this mail for me. So I, I stopped by and got it and ran in and got it. And they have these um, outdoor areas mm. to think that you could stop disease by moving it outdoor into a shanty you know, into like a little makeshift shanty, like in, or you can walk in the restaurant with your mask, but once you sit down, there's no disease at three feet as opposed to five feet, you know, like it, it's so dumb and it's so obviously dumb and that people are forced to abide by it is, is just, well, I, I, I think a lot of people's confidence in the government is is suffering at this it, point yeah it's all shaken i when i was young there was a book i read called confederacy of dunces oh and my goodness. we're living it are you on terms with rachel the character from blade runner i mean is she what does that mean on terms well so there's some people like you know leonard nimoy for years you know hated his character spock you know because it kept haunting him it kept pigeonholing him in things i'm just wondering if you've cut if if that character had pigeonholed you for a while. Um, I, I knew Leonard and always and loved his wife too. He was a funny fellow. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, Leonard was qu- quite proud of his work there, you know, but when you're in the midst of your career, some I could see why he would actually feel that way. It, that wasn't the, the case for me because I always ended up doing lots of different stuff and people like... Oh, you were in that too? Oh, oh yeah, you were in that too. That's right. I said, yeah, I was in Stripes. I was at Ace Ventura. I was in Wall Street. I was in, you know, like a really long list of shows that people kind of yeah. remember after after they're reminded. But I think that's the look of someone who has some some versatility because they, they like go, oh yeah, you know, so, um, I, I, other than you know, being, being harassed by, you know, 
neurotic actors or people that you didn't comply with or yeah it's true you know that kind of that kind of story other than that which is a pain in the butt for anybody no matter whether you're an actress or a politician or you know whoever you are being harassed being yeah being targeted and harassed is a bummer um but uh to to tell you the truth i feel like i've been really lucky i'm still here i've made you know i was the primary wage earner in my family. I brought up a family. I kept us together. I, I dealt with difficult circumstances the best that I could. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I, I feel blessed and I, I feel grateful and I feel lucky. You know, I don't feel like, I mean, when I would bitch and moan, you know, cause I did, I bitched and moaned and said, was like, you know, that's not fair. It, everything I said was true. It's just that nobody wanted to hear it. Yeah. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be quiet. You know, they didn't want to, they didn't want to hear it. So, you know, you do the best you can. And after, after 10 or 15 years, somebody goes, Hey, wait, she was right. She was right. Now that's what's happening now because I'm getting a lot more offers now. And I just turned down one offer to play this, um, this character that was a, very ugly character and Mm. i don't i i turned it down because it's like i know i could do it well but it's like it's like playing a character in schindler's list as a german you know like you don't feel good all day long you just feel like oh this is awful i mean you know i feel awful i'm getting meaner you know um so you know and then I, i played in a pilot i was a police officer and a pilot that's I think I forget the title or I don't think they have their title actually yet, but I think it's not going to be on Netflix or it might be. It's well, you do have a wonderful history of playing tough women, you know, in, in, in times where. Name one. Oh my God. Well, uh, your, your character, no way out is, is a tough woman. Uh, you know, she I doesn't. saw her as pretty gentle, but. Well, I, no, but she's I, standing I my, up. I thought my character in Ace Ventura was tough. She was tough. But they stand up to, to adversity in, 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 in a way. I mean, you don't have to be, you know, Sigourney Weaver shooting aliens. You, you, can, you can be tough in other ways. <laughs> Self-aware is a yeah. toughness. Yeah. But anyway, it was, it's such a pleasure to, to sit and chat with you and, and, and get to know you. I've talked to a lot of people over the years, 50 years of doing this. And Margot Kidder, one time, I, I, I loved Margot. She had a place in Montana. She, you know, she's known for Lois Lane, but, you know, she did such great small roles that are indelible performances. And I, I look at you in, the, in kind of the same way as, as you're acting. You are an incredible actress. You know, I'm, I'm reliable. The, the, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely can be great when I, when I give a shit, I definitely can be wonderful, you know, and I, and I, those are the ones you want. There's like the roles where you go, oh my God, I love this role. I can't believe I'm getting to play it. Um, not every role is taken for that reason. And, and that was just my situation because, because I, I was the person making the money and I was raising the kids and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
so, you know, I, I did roles that I, I just thought stunk and I thought I'll just do the best that I can. And then I, I don't know what else to do. I just do the best you can. So I've always done the best I can, but it's much more fun to work on pieces that you adore. Well, I realize that. Yeah. You know, and it's. Um, being a great actress in a, in a, in a terrible film is like being valedictorian at summer school. Yeah, it's it's hard to do. And you have to lead everybody with you. You have to try to, you know, take them with you the best you can. And not everybody's um, willing, you know, like it's, you know, you have to just deal with circumstances. I feel like my training in the movie business has made me a much better politician, you know, like has helped me read the room. I mean, because when I was uh, beginning my career, I was very young and I didn't, I was so busy being looked at that I was not, I was not reading the room. You know, I was, I was just overwhelmed with being looked at and being, being pointed at and being noticed and uh, reading the room as a skill has, has, uh, has come much more easily to me now because it's, I can walk into, onto the set and read the room and go, Oh, I'm the only person here who knows what they're doing. Oh my God, I better, you know. And and also one of the rules is don't try to help anybody unless they ask you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, don't don't bother. It, they won't hear it anyway and it won't help. So, you know, let if they understand that you can help, they'll ask you. And reading the room is a great superpower to have, believe. It me. is. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Sean, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. And uh, um, I, I, I adore you. What can I say? I adore you. Let's oh, I come to Salt that. Lake, bring your family, come to Salt Lake. And I'll You're take in Salt Lake City? Yeah. I've been to Salt Lake City. I had a friend there. Really? Uh, I have one friend there now, Craig Nelson. And um, another friend, unfortunately, died. Uh, mm. Not a good death either. I was very sad about that. And he he ran, he, he sold uh, flour to all the Whole Foods oh, wow. flour things. His name was Kent Perry, but he's, he's gone now. But I, I went up to Salt Lake. I thought Salt Lake was a nice town. So, a I moved from L.A. to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you live in downtown or near downtown? I live in a little uh, bedroom community called Sandy, Utah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which There's is a about- bakery downtown, Charlie... Charlie Perry, I think is his name. That's his son. He runs a, he runs a bakery that's sort of right along. Have they built the, the arts entertainment center down there yet? Yeah, they, they've kind of got it going, but COVID mm-hmm. slowed a, a lot of stuff down and, and, and all, but we have a very active theater and, uh, and film community out here, which I love. I liked Salt Lake a lot. And, and the, so the bakery of my friend, my friends who's dad's son runs and owns this bakery. And it's like to the left of, like right next door to where that new arts complex is going in. So. Yeah, we have we have some incredible restaurants here. I'd, like I said, yeah. bring your family. We'll go out at my treat. <laughs> and okay. again, thank you so much for. You're today. welcome. You take care. You too.